The world is on fire now that Elon Musk owns Twitter. And the tears from the left are so salty and so sweet. Let's talk about it. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And no, I did not catch the damn spider yet. Uh, I'm still scared of him. I did take out another couple of dishes to hunt for him. Hopefully he sticks his nasty little head out and and I'll get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him one way or the other. I don't want to spray poison all over it, but maybe I have to. But then he'll still be there. So I don't know. He might be dead, but he'll still be there. So um, <laughs> I have so much news, but I got to tell you, yesterday was so sweet. Twitter is officially, you probably know this already, Twitter is officially owned by Elon Musk. Now, this is a big deal for me because I am, that's really the only social media platform I use is Twitter, uh, outside of, let's say, YouTube, which I don't even post to anymore, and Rumble. That's about all I use. But the reactions have just been delicious. I, I talked about I talked about the buyout yesterday. There really isn't any news about it yet. So there really isn't much to talk about. Um, but these reactions are so funny. There are so many. I have so little time to cover them. And I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through all of this. Because there's a, there's a couple of stories that I really want to talk about. But I don't know if I'm going to make it. So what is Elon Musk going to do? Well, reality is there are some plans we don't really know. When the sale went through, he did tweet this, though. Fr quote, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square, where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, said Mr. Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. And then he also tweeted a little later, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Well, as you see later that his worst critics, yeah, they're not. Some of them are actually taking off. And you know what? Good riddance. We'll talk about those characters. So here's some of the things Musk wants to do. Now he had already mentioned that he wants to get rid of he wants to get rid of um, uh, he wants to get rid of the uh, spam bots and he wants to get rid of of all the the bad stuff. He wants basically bots off of Twitter and bots are basically computer programs. They're anonymous and they're basically there to harass. Uh, in, but in general, he wants to get rid of ads. What he wants to do is he wants to create this as, as a subscription service. So if you're on Twitter, you'll notice that there's a blue check mark. Yeah, well, he wants you to subscribe to get your blue check mark. And he thinks that the, if you subscribe, you're going to be more in tune to Twitter and more committed to Twitter. And then they don't have to use ads, which I think actually is a good idea. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind doing that. Getting a blue check mark and subscribing. I mean, it sounds like it could be kind of, kind of good. Um, he also wants to expand content limits. So for example, right now, I think you can 
it's it's 240 characters i believe or 280 characters he wants to expand that he wants to make it more of a message board kind of like uh, kind of like facebook where you can make it as long as you want i don't know if he's going to go that far but that would be okay i know that some some people that i follow they will have to tweet something for have to have a series of tweets four or five uh, tweets long because they have a lot to say. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he wants to use timeouts instead of banning accounts. Now this is in, this is interesting because everyone is talking about how free speech is evil and that there's going to be no moderation on Twitter. Here's a newsflash: you're not going to be able to say the N word on Twitter. You're not going to be able to start threatening people on Twitter. You're still not going to be able to dox people on Twitter. None of this is true. There's going to be moderation. It's just going to, it, it, it's some of the things they moderate is going to be actual speech that is dangerous. It's not going to be, you know, uh, a news article that someone doesn't agree with or an opinion that you put out there. Here's the thing with uh, these services. You should be able to say pretty much what you want. For example, I could sit there and say the moon is made out of green cheese. You don't have to believe me. Maybe you do believe me. But the idea is you should do the research. There, Lots of times I do not retweet something or I, because I'm thinking to myself, could that actually be true? And I'll look it up. And if I don't see a lot of things on the podcast, everything in the podcast that I have is I've got references to. And usually more than one. Because one reference from some obscure website or newspaper is probably not something you can trust. You should have multiple sources. By the way, this is what journalists are supposed to be doing. They don't. But what Musk is going to do is, he's going to allow for pretty much anything on Twitter, and it's going to be up to the reader to determine whether it's true or not. So if, if someone says that ivermectin is a great drug for COVID, well, do some research. Don't just run out and grab ivermectin and throw it in your body it's by the way ivermectin is good for covid but don't just do that do some research on it he's going to make the algorithms open source this is a big deal because now we can actually see what is being banned why it's being banned and since it's open source, people can add their own information to it. There are others out there that want to not only make the algorithms open source, we want to see a history of the algorithms. That would be interesting. I'd like to know why the New York Post was banned in October of 2020 when the uh, Biden laptop controversy came out. That sounds like a good that sounds like it would be a good thing. Of course, he wants to soften soften content moderations. So he doesn't want to ban absolutely everything. You know, sometimes I'm going to say something or someone's going to say something that's controversial, like men can't be women and women can't be men, and you can't change your pronouns. These are things that, that people believe in. I shouldn't be banned. As a matter of fact, that's how why I've been suspended twice, is because I've deadnamed and I've said men aren't women and women aren't men. He wants to create an edit feature on tweets. Now, this is an interesting one because the edit feature is not going to delete the old tweet. It's going to keep the old tweet there, but you can edit it and people can see both tweets. And of course, he's going to continue to follow the laws in all the countries 
that have Twitter. So Germany, which has very different laws than the United States does, um, Twitter is going to continue to follow the laws of those countries. So basically what he's saying is, hey, uh, we're going to open up Twitter. We're going to have free speech, which is, he's an absolute, he's a free speech absolutist. I bet you could say the N-word with this guy and he's going to just look at you and not like you. But he's going to, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I do not believe they're going to do that. But because of free speech, because there's no censoring, and now conservatives can actually talk, or not even conservatives, but it's this is not just a conservative issue. Um, classical liberals are also getting are also getting nailed. Look at Bill Clinton's uh, uh, rape accuser. She has been permanently banned on Twitter. She is no conservative. She's a liberal. She's not a leftist, but she's a she's liberal like Hillary Clinton or. Or Bill Clinton. I mean, she worked for him. She accused him of rape, and eventually they just banned her because they didn't like they didn't like what she was saying. And she never said anything terrible. So the White House, of course, is being very careful here. Uh, Jen Psaki in a press conference yesterday, and her press conference yesterday was absolutely incredible. I'm hoping to get through this so I can and talk about so I may do it anyway. But she is just a piece of work. So she was asked about this, the Twitter acquisition, because this is a big deal. Uh, here is Saki being asked about misinformation on social media. Now, do me a favor. Listen to this very carefully. The Surgeon General has said that misinformation about COVID amounts to a public health crisis. Yeah. I'm wondering, regardless of ownership, would the White House be interested in working with Twitter like it has in the past to continue to combat this kind of misinformation? Um, or are we in a different part of the pandemic where that kind of partnership is no longer necessary? Well, I think we engage regularly with all social media platforms about steps that can be taken. That has continued, and I'm sure it will continue. Uh, but there are also reforms that we think Congress could take, um, and we would support taking, uh, including reforming Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and the president is encouraged by the bipartisan uh, support for or engagement in, in those efforts. Okay, first off, this was an extremely loaded question. Very leading question. The question I have for you is, who is the White House to talk about misinformation? Especially about COVID. The CDC, the White House, the WHO, World Health Organization, they have been wrong since day one. They were wrong about the vaccines. By the way, Kamala Harris, whose body weight has got to be 90% vaccine, tested positive for COVID today. I, this is a broad who, who's had, I think, three boosters, two boosters, plus the initial two shots. Well, she has COVID. Everyone's getting COVID. Yeah, this is why I'm not on YouTube anymore. I would have been blocked because of uh, uh, health misinformation. They were wrong about masks. They were wrong about hydroxychloroquine. They were wrong about ivermectin. Most of the misinformation about COVID is coming from the White House. Who are they to determine who's wrong? But that's not, that's not the big thing. That's not the big thing. The big thing is, Saki admits, again, that the White House is talking to these social media companies about banning misinformation. In that case, Title 230 goes away. 
This means that these social media companies are working with the government. They are part of the government's... They are part of the government. They're contractors for the government. This is half the reason everyone is thrilled that Musk bought this company and is a free speech advocate and better yet, he's taking it private. So he cannot be forced to do things by the SEC or, or any of government bureaucracy to do what they want. That's a good thing. But here, here, here is Jen being asked uh, whether the president or the administration is upset that Trump might be invited back onto Twitter. And she answers it as she usually does. Do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental re- reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point in time. On the situation at the border... Now, I said she answers the question as she usually does, and how she usually answers questions is by not answering the question. CNBC does have an article saying that, uh, yeah, the White House is concerned. They have a they have a title saying Biden officials worry Musk will allow Trump to return to Twitter. I mean, they do have the Ayatollah Khomeini on there. They do have Vladimir Putin on Twitter. They do have the Palestinian Authority on Twitter. I mean, they, they do have some of the worst terrorists on Twitter. So, you know, it might be nice if the former president of the United States could be on Twitter. By the way, uh, Trump said he wasn't going to join. He wasn't going to go up on Twitter. He's going to stay on his own platform, which is, um, what is this? Uh, Truth Social. Okay, which, by the way, doesn't have anybody on there. I, I, he, will, he will be on Twitter. I, don't kid yourself. Donald Trump will be on Twitter. But she brings up reforms, okay? What is, she never brought up reforms before. That's because all of the social media platforms, including Twitter, were doing exactly what they wanted. Now she's bringing up reforms for social media. Do you know why she's bringing up reforms? She's threatening Twitter. That's what she's doing. Here's the problem with her reform statement is that Twitter will be a private company. They're, they're not going to be on the stock exchange. It's not going to have a board of directors. So it's going to be interesting to see how... I, I, I'm not even sure how Section 230 goes here. So we'll, we'll have to see. Okay, the media is also flipping out. Um, they're just as bad. The world is ending, by the way. And I've only found a couple of things here that... Uh, was uh, to play simply because there's so much out there. Um, I thought this one, this one was funny. Here's Brian Stelter of CNN, who I don't know how this guy. And never mind. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's listen to what Brian Stelter has to say. Look, who knows? I, I think that's a, a that's a 
that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, the business prospects for Twitter itself? Right. I think that's very much an... Brian Stelter is so terrible. I mean, I can't believe this guy is still on CNN. He's fat. He's funny looking. He can't speak. His analogy is absolutely terrible. What if I went to a party where there are no rules? I Why wouldn't I want to go to that party? It sounds like it would be a gas. These guys are just wet blankets. And by the way, the guy brings up, yeah, well, I don't know what's going to happen with the advertisers. Um, Musk doesn't want advertisers. If advertisers want to join in, he also wants to target advertisers to certain Twitter accounts who would be interested in that advertising. Do you know what advertising I don't want to see? I sure as heck don't want to see the Washington Post and the New York Times advertising to me. And this is the thing they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do. They're going to sit there and say there's gonna be absolutely no moderation. That's just not true. Twitter is not gonna become the Wild West. And you know who knows that? Elon Musk. Elon Musk has already said, there'll be al- algorithms. I'm going to lessen the moderation, but I'm not going to get rid of the moderation. And if he wants to be a, a company that runs in countries like Germany and Canada, he's going to have to have some moderation. This is just going to be the lie. I think Elon Musk has some really big plans for Twitter. I don't think Twitter is going to be recognizable next year. I think it's going to be a completely different platform. It's going to look nothing like it does today. And I'm excited about that because I do like Twitter. I really do. I don't like Facebook. I'm not a big Facebook fan. So Twitter is really the only social media platform I go through. And to be honest with you, one of the reasons I like Twitter is I don't have a lot of friends on Twitter. I, I don't want to. I don't want my words being minced. I'd rather deal with other Twitter people. I mean, I have friends on Twitter, but okay. Here's another. Here's some guy from MSNBC, and I don't know. I just can't believe he said this. I can't believe this is the reason he's using for Elon Musk not to buy Twitter, as Elon Musk being bad for Twitter. Listen to what he had to say. I can't remember what his name. He's from MSNBC. I don't watch it. So listen. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. That's right. This guy is actually saying the reason Musk shouldn't own Twitter is because he could shadow ban people, he could suspend people, he could limit people's reach, he could affect an election... 
Are you, is this guy blind? That's exactly what happened in 2020. The president of the, the former president of the United States is banned from Twitter. We already know Facebook limits the reaches of conservative sites. We know this. They, they give a, they give reports about this. We already know YouTube bans videos they don't like. You're talking to a guy who's had four podcasts banned from Twitter in the last month. I don't want to hear from this character that, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Because maybe, do you know, Twitter banned the parody site, the Babylon on B, because they said men are men and women are women. But they allowed Snoop Dogg's video of him acting like shooting, like he was shooting Trump with a a pop gun. They banned Hunter Biden's laptop story in October of 2020. But the but we've been hearing about Russia, 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 how Trump was pissing on uh, prostitutes, Russian prostitutes, for four years. I don't really talk to you about the. Twitter banning the woman who accused Bill Clinton of rape. She's gone. She's not a conservative. Heck, there were assassination attempts on the li- the gal who runs libs of TikTok. Those were ignored. But if I call a trans female, well, I call a guy who was a traitor to this country by the wrong pronoun or by the dead name, I get suspended. Absolutely incredible. But you know what? This is why the media, media, no one listens to them, and this is why. It's just absolute BS. Anybody who has, who is right of AOC already knows that this guy is just absolutely full of crap. And by the way, Elon Musk is a libertarian. He, matter of fact, you could even say he's a classical Democrat, classical liberal. He's kind of like um, Dave Rubin. He's not conservative. He is just a common sense liberal. Okay. Let's get to the general population because these people are are sweet too. Uh, So far, everyone is threatening to leave Twitter. Only two people that I know of have left Twitter. Uh, Barbara Streisand. I think it's Barbara Streisand. It could be Bette Midler. I don't know. It could be Cher because they're all the same. They're all dumb. Um, threatened to leave to leave the country and go to Canada. I crap you not. Well, if if Elon Musk take over Twitter, I'm going to Canada. Yeah, Twitter's in Canada too. And what? Huh? Okay, so uh, activist uh, Jamil Jamila Jamil, who is a leftist, outspoken LGBT ac- uh, advocate, she tweeted. Quote, ah, he got Twitter. I would like this to be my be my what lies here as my last tweet. That's what she said. Basically, she said this is going to be her last tweet. I fear this free speech, speech bid is going to help this hell platform reach its final form of totally lawless hate, bigotry, misogyny. Best of luck. Uh, then she killed her account. Okay, bye. Bye. And here's something ironic with her, with these people. Well, no, we'll get to that in just a second here. 
then she killed... Yeah, okay, so she killed her account. Goodbye. Ciao, ciao. I don't follow you, so it doesn't really matter. And then there's faux activist and black man. And when I say faux activist and black man, I mean he's a faux activist and a faux black man. He, this guy is whiter than I am. Uh, Sean King. Who is known, known for doxing an actual pro, a black supremacist hate speech. He's known for this. Never been suspended. He said this before he deleted his account. At its root, Elon Musk is wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. It actually is. He's wrong there. It's about white power. Oh, is that what it is? The man was raised in an apartheid state by a white nationalist. He's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target, harass people. That's his definition of free speech. Is that what it is? Uh, so for me, this isn't about left versus right. Not at all. It's about how the richest man in the world, the son of, a, of apartheid, raised by a white nationalist, wants to be sure his speech and that of other white men isn't censored. Okay? So basically he's admitting we have to censor white men. This guy is so full of crap. So he killed his account. Chow to you. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I can't figure out why this guy never got suspended. I mean, the, sh the crap he posted, I almost cussed, the crap he posted was incredible. I, he was doxing people left and right. He doxed police officers. After that one gal who was going to stab another black gal, black gal who was going to stab another black gal, he doxed that police officer who shot her. Absolutely, he should have been gone. Rob Reiner, who Rob Reiner, who is as far leftist as it goes, he sat there and said, now Elon Musk is buying Twitter. The question for all of us is, will he allow a criminal who used the platform to lie and spread disinformation to try and overthrow the U.S. government and return and continue his criminal activity? And if he does, how do we combat it? Okay, so... Right off the bat, this guy has been bitching about Trump, and Trump hasn't been in office for almost a year and a half. This guy never stops about Trump. This time, he at least he didn't use Trump by name. This time, he just called him a criminal. But here's the thing. Everything he said here is a lie and disinformation. Trump did not try to overthrow the government. Trump actually left the presidency... On January 26th, he was out. Okay. Yeah, well, he, he's still on. Now, here's the thing on Twitter. A, a lot, it wasn't all bad. Um, James Woods, who's a conservative, actually banned from Hollywood, can no longer do movies, which was a real tragedy because he is a great actor. He said, I've never been, a, and he's been suspended about 50 times. This guy has been suspended constantly. He actually took six months off of Twitter because he kept getting suspended, came back onto Twitter, everyone was thrilled, came back onto Twitter, and then promptly got suspended again two weeks later. So here he goes, I've never been a proponent of electric cars, nor do I ever wish to fly in space. That said, Elon Musk is a hero. He proved that capitalism will crush socialism every time. Pound sign, bravo, Elon Musk. Also, this is... A real surprise. The founder and former CEO of Twitter, the guy who got kicked out, Jack Dorsey, 
had good things to say. Listen to what he said. And he's been very vocal on Twitter about this merger. And he's been very anti uh, Twitter, the current establishment Twitter. Listen to what he said. I love Twitter. Twitter is the closest thing we have to global consciousness. The idea and service is all that matters to me. And I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter is a company that has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. Solving for the problem of it being a company, however, Elon is a singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is also at Paraga's goal. And that's the uh, current CEO and BS. The current CEO of Twitter is a is actually not a free speech activist. He actually thinks they sh- Twitter has a responsibility to censor content. So that is crap. Uh, this is also Paraga's goal and why I chose him. Thank you both for getting the company out of the impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. By the way, uh, no, uh, Elon Musk is going to fire Paraga. He's he's gone. I, I, I guarantee it. I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to take six months before Twitter can actually go private because they've got a lot of stuff they got to deal with. I can pretty, they got to buy out all the shares back and things like that. I can guarantee you one thing, that guy's gone and he might be gone before the six months is up. Um, but I do have to say, I'm beginning to like that hippie again, because that, that, that is a nice statement. That is a good statement. And, and Jack Dorsey has always, was always pro free speech until Twitter went public. And then he started shutting things down. So I can believe. So, and then it's the regular crowd. You know, here's a guy bitching about Musk ending democracy and implementing fascism for whatever reason. And this, what's funny is this character isn't even on Twitter. Uh, listen to this rant. Are you concerned about the rise of American fascism? Well, today, you can be more concerned. Uh, It's almost certain that with this move, Trump is going to come back to social media. I mean, this has so many horrific implications. I'm not even sure where to start, to be completely honest with you. There is a problem with this idea of free speech, and that is, where is the limit? Free speech has the ability to incite some really horrific and hateful things. Like, for instance, an insurrection. If this asshole owns Twitter, the world is going to be a much worse place. And it's not just him. This is a problem across social media. But certainly this isn't making the problem better. Anyway, I imagine there's going to be a mass exodus from Twitter. In fact, Newsweek even posted how to delete your Twitter account an hour ago. I didn't have a Twitter account ever until I joined this app to go and look at news and stuff. So it's not that bad, you know, not having one. I just have a very strong feeling that the extremism on the right is going to get more significant after this. I love, you can tell these people are idiots because they don't know the definition of fascism and democracy. He's basically complaining that if we don't censor people, we're ending democracy. And if we allow people to speak, that's fascism. And by the way, what are the limits on free speech? Not much. There shouldn't be any limits. It's a God-given right. I'm sorry. You should be able to say the N-word anytime you want. But here's the thing. If you say the N-word, 
And this is where market capitalism comes into play. People won't like you. That's why people don't say the N-word, because it is socially unacceptable. And you will be ostracized, not because of your politics, but because you said that. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. If I say some absolutely horrid things on Twitter, let's just say I, I'm a pure racist, and I say some horrid things on Twitter, guess what people are going to do? They're just not going to listen to me. They're going to cut me off. They're going to ban me. They're Not ban me, but they're going to... By, by the way, there's no saying that he's going to do that. I, I kind of doubt you're going to be able to say that kind of stuff on Twitter. But the fact is, free speech is free speech. You are allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to say anything except for this and that. Then you're not allowed to say everything. It People know what they can and can't say. And people know what is right and wrong. And what Elon Musk is doing is basically giving you to the, the right to be careful with your words, say the right thing, or show how you really are. If you're a jerk-off, you're going to get treated like a jerk-off. So this guy, I, I swear. And the other thing I, I, I do want to, this guy's definition of democracy, I don't want that uh, democracy. I'd rather have fascism. I'd rather have what this guy describes as fascism. I bet you if I ask this guy what fascism is, because this is, I got to tell you, fascism is a very tricky word. But if this guy's, this guy's definition of fascism is exactly what I want, so I want a fascist country, according to this guy. I think he's full of crap. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. So anyway, uh, the employees too, the employees of Twitter, this is, they're flipping out. So there's this guy on Twitter, and I, I got to tell you something, never tweet on social media about your new boss. This is usually going to be a bad idea, all right? So this is what this guy, his name is Talman Joseph Smith, all right? And he, this is, this is, he had a thread of four tweets to get this all out. So here's what he said. It's, quote, absolutely insane, end quote, at Twitter right now is a virtual valves valves of private slack rooms and employee group texts according to an internal source their take breakdown just now quote i feel like i'm going to throw up i really don't want to work for a company that is owned by elon musk by the way talman joseph i'm sorry he's a reporter he's reporting tweets that these guys have actually sent and what he's saying is what i just said it's nuts that these people are actually communicating about work on twitter I mean, so this guy's reporting it. So, the source at Twitter continued, quote, I don't re really know what I'm supposed to do. Oh my God, my phone's been blowing up. We have a meeting about it at 5 p.m. The CEO is going to address everyone about it. Uh, and then in parentheses, she said, it equals Elon. Quote, I hate him. Why does he even want this? End quote, they asked. Uh, this is tre uh, thread three. Quote, I feel like he's this petulant little boy and that he's doing this to troll. He, yeah, he spent, uh, Elon Musk spent $44 billion to troll Twitter employees. God, these people. He doesn't know anything about our policies and what we do. His statement about our algorithms was effing insane. We're, go we're just going to let everyone run amok? Nobody knows. And then continuing, 
quote, a part of what I do is monitoring toxicity and health in trends. That's part of the problem, by the way. Who is this person to monitor what's toxic? Some freaking 24-year-old that went to Berkeley and studied gender studies? Yeah, no, this is a good reason why Musk needs to take over. Continuing, I don't know if this will impact my job directly. I want to still have a job, and I don't know how this impacts that. And then they all added, they're pretty broken, and quote, wish I had a nuanced take on it, but I'm just scared and sad. And it's not just that. It's not just that. This is the big part, and then I'll I'll come to the conclusion on what, what Elon Musk needs to do. Bloomberg Business reported, Twitter locked down all product updates after accepting a $44 billion bid from billionaire Elon Musk, making it harder for employees to make unauthorized changes to the platform. Unauthorized changes? Twitter is a publicly traded company and subject to Sarbanes-Oxley compliance. They are audited. They can get fined. They can get shut down. One of the things they check for, and I worked for a publicly traded company in IT, what they look for is unauthorized changes. Every change that you make has to be written down. It has to be written down and it has to be approved, and usually by two or three people. These people are making changes to anything. So, uh, apparently, not real transparent. Now, most auditors are not real IT, so they don't know what's going on. But you can see that these employees are running amok already. The best thing uh, Elon Musk could do is fire everybody. He should walk in there, fire the CEO, and fire anyone. He should be, I guarantee you, he's doing this. Because Elon Musk is probably the smartest man in civilization. This guy should just can them all. Start over. Get yourself some new get yourself some new software engineers. It ain't that hard. These people will find jobs. So politicians had some say. Elizabeth Warren, who hates Elon Musk, tweeted, This deal is dangerous for democracy. Again, the democracy thing. Billionaires like Elon Musk play by a different set of rules than everyone else, accumulating power for their own gain. Um, isn't that what everyone does? Isn't that what, isn't that what Elizabeth Warren did? We need a wealth tax and a strong rules to hold big tech accountable. This is, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the thing. Nothing but a tax. It's all going to be a tax. Now, by the way, the wealth tax thing, never going to happen. I don't even think it's constitutional. Wealth tax means they can actually, um, tax unrealized gains. As Pramila, Pramila Jayapal made a comment. She had a comment. Just a reminder that from 2014 to 2018, Elon Musk paid an effective tax rate of 3.27%. Uh, BS, that's not true. The average working family pays an average of 13%. BS, that's not true. It's time for the wealth tax in this country. Okay, first off, um, Elon Musk paid just under 30% taxes. He paid $5 billion in taxes last year. Do you know how we know this? He released his tax records. That's the most anybody has ever paid in taxes 
ever, ever, since taxes were done in this country, no one has paid that much in taxes. The 3.27% she's talking about is if you add his entire wealth, because Elon Musk is worth, oh, a couple hundred billion now. I think he's worth like 500 billion. So if you take, and most of it, unrealized wealth. He's got stocks. He's got all sorts of stuff that he doesn't have cash on. So if I hold a stock, that stock's value is nothing to me until I actually sell the stock. But this is something he needs to be prepared for. Leftist attacks. The ACLU tweeted this. um, In today's world, a small handful of private tech companies, including Twitter, play a profound and unique role in enabling our rights to express ourselves online. We should be worried about the powerful central actor. Whether it's a government or a wealthy individual, even if it's an ACLU member, having so much control over boundaries of our political speech online. Okay, first off, it really bothers me the ACLU is saying this. The ACLU actually fought for free speech way back. And then equity and social justice became important. And then suddenly they, they're against free. I mean, the ACLU actually defended a neo-Nazi group to be able to spew anti-Semitic hate in a, in a protest. They defended them in court. Now they're like, no, you can't say anything. We should be able to stop your speech. And I do want to point something out. Um, you know, the boundaries of our political speech online. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to be on Twitter. There are lots of other platforms you can go on. You can go on YouTube. You can go on um, Instagram. You can go on Snapchat. You can go on Facebook. You can go on... And then, likewise, you can go on Rumble, Truth Social, Getter, Twitter. Twitter is not going to become... Twitter is not going to become a conservative platform. It's not. It is going to remain a wide open platform where any everyone sits back. Now, you might have a bunch of far lefties who leave Twitter. But here's the thing. I doubt it. I doubt it. And the reason I doubt it is because um, these people actually promote themselves on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you most of my tweets are going to be my podcast. I, I do comment a lot my podcasts and things like that. A couple of newspaper, uh, Charles Blow, I believe from the New York Times, either he's from the New York Times or he's from the Washington Post, one of those lefty newspapers. He said he will not be tweeting except his articles. So he's not leaving Twitter. Oh, he will not be tweeting, but he'll be tweeting his, his articles. Why? He wants to promote his articles. Half the reason I actually joined, um, I, I joined or I, I subscribe to the New York Times and the Washington Post. I do want to read the articles. As stupid as they are, as off as they are, I do want to read the articles. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, no one important is going to be leaving Twitter. Twitter is going to stay pretty much the same as far as the people that are on it. It's way too big a platform. It has way too much of a reach. And Musk opening the discourse is going to make Twitter actually more exciting. Now, I again, I think in a year from now, Twitter is going to be a completely different platform. It's not going to look the same. Um, there will be attacks against Twitter 
and Musk. We already are seeing it with that they want to tax them. They want a wealth tax. The government's going to try and regulate it. That's going to be tough to do. It's going to be it's going to be tough to do and it's probably unconstitutional because Twitter will be a private company. They will not be a publicly traded company. Um, Hollywood is already making films, making plans for films about Elon Musk, Tesla, and SpaceX, and they're not going to be, they're going to be propaganda films. They're going to be how bad he is, how evil he is, and all of that stuff. There will be accusations of sexual assault. There'll be accusations of sexual harassment. There'll be accusations of racism. Uh, there are already a few, but not a lot. There, it, there are going to be investigations. But in the end, Elon Musk is going to survive all this crap. And he is going to make Twitter a lot better. But no, most important, this has been a great last two weeks for conservatives. And I think classical liberals, Democrats and conservatives of like, has been a great couple of weeks. CNN Plus is gone. Because CNN left left wing left wing news agency that basically lies about the news they cover. They're an opinion site. Netflix is dying. Why? They went woke. All their movies are woke. They've got a movie coming out right now that's about a pregnant man. Yeah, they've gone kind of woke. Disney is floundering. They've lost 350,000 subscribers, all because they believe in the indoctrination of kids into, uh, into, into sex. They believe kids should be taught about trans and crap like that. Critical race theory and critical gender theory are now being step-by-step step banned in, in states. Red states and purple states are banning this stuff, not just blue states. And states that aren't banning it are actually promoting this stuff. Their people are leaving those states. California is a prime example. California is losing three, four hundred thousand. Is losing a hundred thousand people a year, a day, a year. They're all going to different states. They're going to Texas. They're going to Arizona. They're going to Nevada. They're going to Idaho. They're going to Tennessee. They're going to Florida. They don't want to deal with the crap anymore. We are finally winning the culture war. Here's the thing. We could have won the culture war 20, 25, 30 years ago. Why didn't we win the culture war 25 years ago? Because um, we didn't fight. Now, we've been fighting for since 2016 with Donald Trump when he came to office. That's, that's why Donald Trump was so popular. He's fighting a culture war. Donald Trump taught us. I don't want Donald Trump to be president in 2024. Let's get that clear. I don't need an 82-year-old man being president anymore. We've already seen what's happening with an 80-year-old man there. But we fought the culture war. The left has no position. They have no good position. Any position a leftist has can be defeated quite easily. And we're proving it now. Okay, I, I really wanted to talk about... Um, uh, it, but I'm I'm almost an hour in. I really wanted to talk about Jen Psaki's response to the death of that soldier. Um, it's horrid. So I'll talk about that tomorrow morning. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.